Hey, welcome back. I'm William. And I'm Jason. And uh, we're happy to have you guys uh, listening to us today. And, you know, we've been telling you guys over the last uh, few podcasts that we were thinking about or actually wanting to, you know, revamp ourselves with a new name, yep. new email address. Yeah, and we have that ready for you. Yeah, and we have all that up and com- uh, up and ready for you guys. Um, our new uh, podcast name is going to be Beacon. 76 that's b-e-a-c-o-n 76 Mm -hmm. and our email address is going to be beacon 76 show at gmail.com right so you guys are more than willing more than welcome to send us emails we are going to be working on getting ourselves a, a, a facebook and instagram uh, accounts set up so that we can get start getting some more yeah so look out for that um, social media out yeah we'll uh, let you know in an, another podcast when we have that up and ready yeah so that look for that that'll be coming soon um we are up on spotify yeah you know we've noticed that people were having a hard time finding our names yeah so uh we wanted to go with a name that was not utilized as much as our previous name was right but still kind of followed who we are in a sense exactly and uh uh william uh showed me today that we looked ourselves up on spotify and we're actually number one on spotify as far as what our name is which yeah, is very when, exciting when, yeah when you type in our search engine we're gonna pop up right there for you right then and there and that's what we want we want it to make it easy for you guys to find us and uh be able to listen and you know and enjoy our podcast yeah and if you guys uh know us from our other podcast um or have listened to our other podcast with this title of beacon 76 but you hear us talking about two peas in a podcast or that email just don't worry about that from, yeah. th- from here on out it's be- beacon, beacon 76 yeah right so uh thanks for being patient with us and understanding and we we hope from this point forward to just continue to to move on and grow and uh get better at this thing that uh we've uh started up exactly you know, it's just something to kind of uh enjoy each other's company and just you know hang out and do what we normally do when we're hanging out together and that's just talk yeah you know? and just talk about stuff that <laughs> we vaguely know about yeah stuff that we we are we not love. professionals you're not professionals <laughs> right you're not experts no never claim to be never will be yep you especially know? at this whole podcast thing exactly we're we're, we're uh we're experimenting and yeah. uh learning as we go good at everything master of nothing <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> right yeah hey, you know so i mean that's that's kind of how we roll, man. We kind of we we decided one day to just fire this up and sit around my kitchen table, drink some coffee, and just uh, just start chit chatting. Yeah, on. neither of us were really working a whole lot. A whole uh, COVID, COVID, you know, whole COVID thing started. Got us on like, lockdown. Hey, you know what? Let's let's kill some time <laughs> and make a podcast. Why not? I mean, <laughs> you know, why why not? Why not do it? Right. Both of our lives have changed a little bit and mm-hmm. we both work a little bit more than we did then. Yeah. We, we thought of the idea. Exactly. Both our kids are grown. So, <laughs> uh, you know, here we are. We're doing it. And uh, whatever becomes of it is what becomes of it. Exactly, man. We're just going to sail this ship until it sinks. Yeah. <laughs> and as long as we keep putting fuel in it, it's probably going to stay afloat. Yeah. You know, don't poke no holes in it, man. You right? poke a hole in that boat, man. It's going to go down. I'm just telling you right now. Um, but anyways, this, uh, this episode, we're going to be, um, just talking a little bit about our love for Star Wars. Star Wars. You know, we definitely have a love. More, more, you know, more detailed about Star Wars is, um, if you aren't watching The Mandalorian or you don't have Disney Plus or you just don't care or spoiler alert exactly this is <laughs> i mean we want you to listen to our podcast but we also don't want you to miss out on anything that we talk about from this point so it is definitely a spoiler, spoiler alert, alert. For what we talk about and just to note for all you star wars fanatics out there uh-huh. we are not experts experts we no. are more fan base this is just two guys talking about the, you know the love for the show that we've grown up with 
and and keep in mind that we are both definitely older than Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the seventy six and Beacon seventy six. Yes, sir. You know. Yes, sir. We're both older than Star Wars, uh, but we don't claim to know everything about it. Nope, not at all. So. Um, but uh, Jason, like in your, if you had a way that you could explain what the Mandalorian is to someone who hasn't watched it yet, mm-hmm. you know, they may have a little bit of knowledge about the Star Wars universe, but yeah. just exclusively the Mandalorian, how would you explain just well, a little bit about the show without going into detail? How would you well, do Without that? going into detail, I feel like they've taken this Mandalorian and made him like this Lone Ranger. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I see that. You know, kind of make this, this this guy that's out, you know, trying to find himself. You feel like he's trying to find out his identity. Find out what kind of Mandalorian he wants to be. Okay. You know, does he want to follow in the footsteps of, like, a Boba Fett where he's doing the, you know, bounty hunting? Or does he want to be this Mandalorian that has a heart and is out saving, you know... Saving lives and being the good guy, you know? So you kind of get this kind of like, 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 like I was saying, like this Lone Ranger type, you know, vibe to him where he wants to feel, you kind of get this feeling like he wants to be good, you know? Yeah, and what I think about, what I've always loved about bounty hunters in general yeah, is that their loyalty doesn't lie between good or bad. It doesn't. It lies with... Where's the money at? Where's the money at? This is true. This is true. But you kind of get this feeling with him that it's almost not always about the money with him. Well, I think at some point it was, but then after the first episode, there was a change. There was a change. He had to go against his code, yep. his guild, yep. and what's crazy is that not only did he go against it, his guild... At one point, they still had his back. This is true, you know. Yeah, his his ethics to to save this child mm-hmm. came into play, and he made a choice a choice to, to do that. Yeah, he found in himself a heart for you know this this child. He, he, I think everybody's calling it Baby Yoda, uh-huh. you know. But the this child, this this that he's been tasked with taking care of and if you do your homework and i understand it's easy to call it baby it is it is if you really do your homework about the when the mandalorian takes place it actually takes place after After return Return of the jedi Jedi. right Right. i understand that and if you don't know what happens at the end of return of the jedi i recommend that you go back and watch it and then you'll know that it's not Yoda. yoda it's not yoda you know it's, I think everybody, because we don't have a name for said creature yet, said baby, uh-huh. just so everybody kind of knows who we're talking about, we refer to as baby Yoda person thing, yeah. creature. <laughs> the best way that I would probably describe the Mandalorian is what I heard someone else um, describe it once, and it's basically uh, a science fiction western. Like or out of space western. Yep, it is. You know, now, yeah, it, it totally. Is. And I, and I love that man because I love, I love me a good western. I love me a good cowboy movie, man. They don't make those anymore, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, guy running off in the sunset, and it's kind of, it's kind of funny because his last episode, we won't get into it just yet, but this last episode at the end, you kind of get him on his little pod racer, and he's riding off into the sunset after it's over, you yeah. know. And I love the continuity of that scene where it took the element of what was in, you know, episode one of Star Wars. Uh-huh. And that, that with, pod with, racer yeah. and turbine you, or whatever. If you look at that turbine, uh-huh. right, it kind of looks like young uh, Anakin, Sky- um, yeah, Anakin Skywalker's. Mm-hmm. One of his pod racers, it looks like one of the engines. Yeah, one of the, the engines. The turbine engines yeah. that... He used for his pod race. And it's, it's, you know, you wonder, like, where's the story there? Like, how did it make it through all this time to end up being this guy's... Exactly. You know... Now, we're not 100% sure that that is actually that specific, but it gives you the impression of it being And so. I think that's the intention. Intention, yeah. I get it. You know? Yeah. 
But um, do you remember the first episode of season one when um, he's apprehending someone in like a cantina or a bar? Yeah, it's vaguely. like a blue guy. Yeah, vaguely, yes. And then he goes back out to his his ship, and he warns the guy. He says, "I could take you in warm, or I could take you in cold." Uh huh. You know, and then the guy ends up going and like looking around his ship and finding all of the other bounties that he's collected, frozen in carbonite. Right. One of the people that are frozen in carbonite uh-huh. is George Lucas. Are you kidding me? I'm not. I must have missed that. I missed it too. I had I found out later. But now what? that's something for you to go back and kind of look at. It, it might be him in makeup because he was in episode three in makeup too. So did you realize that in this episode when the Mandalorian was on Tatooine, he just arrived at Tatooine and he was speaking to the mechanic lady. I can't remember her name to save my life. And she has those little droid Mm-hmm. Uh, mechanics, yeah. you know. The other R2 droid, right? It's R14 droid, whatever. Yep. Yeah, R14 yep. droid. Did you I know realize where you're going that, with this? Did you realize that that was the same droid that was in episode, uh, episode one or two? E- episode four. It was episode four? I'm sorry, episode four. Yeah, it was the it was the first droid that he they selected. That broke down, mm-hmm. and then they ended up taking R2. Yeah, and it, it, it has that soot in that same place <laughs> yep. on the top of the right, droid. Right, and it still where, moves really slow. <laughs> yeah, and it has all that soot from where the explosion happened in episode four. It's crazy. Yeah, right? I love all that continuity yeah, where they, yeah. they have that overlap of like, hey, if you're, I know you're watching this, but, but hey, remember, remember this? this? Remember that? Remember, remember this? this? This is still... Exactly. So, you know. Exactly. And then I like what I liked about just the Mandalorian in general is that for as far as we've known, the sand people, they always spoke with you know, like raising up their rifles or whatever. Yeah. But after the Mandalorian uses sign language to speak to them. Right. I mean, he did speak their language. A little bit, yeah. Yes, but, but he, he did. He, he was does using some, some, some... Yes, he was using sign language. And then... And you come to find out that they're actually a very, like... Like, not... They're not... They weren't lacking in intelligence. You know No, I mean? and they always seem to be viewed as these outlander bad guys that are living off of the world that what uh the uh the the sand people their name their name they're just i don't know i don't the, the tuscans yep. yeah yeah <laughs> we got them both at the same time the tuscans the tuscans tuscan raiders yeah they they have uh they they are always viewed as bad like outlanders that well here's my thing right so when was it, it was like episode 3 with Anakin? Yeah. Where he went and he's supposed uh, to have... Two. Two. Where he went and he's supposed to have slayed them all. Yeah. It, it, I don't know if it was like the whole race, but it was who, whoever... At that, he was just slayed all of that at that point, right? Yeah. And it makes in you that, wonder if, village. If, if knowing that that happened in episode three, if that was the cause for their behavior to change in the Mandalorian. Mandalorian, right. You know, like... You know they got what? put in check. Right. Hey, our actions against humans or whatever uh, in in this part of our life wasn't so good. And some guy came with a lightsaber and killed a whole slew of people. Right. Women, children. Let's everybody. Let's try to figure out how to coexist. Exactly. You know. And even in the Mandalorian, the town that he went to go visit, they still viewed this the Sam people in the same way. Well, there's a, I was reading I was watching or listening to something and like um about that town. Um the the person that they can they called the marshal right? right in that particular town. Uh-huh. Right? He's actually was has, has was depicted in, in like a, a series of books. It was like in three chapters of a series of books. Oh, really? Right, and that town was actually in the book. They they were at peace uh-huh. with the Tuscans. Okay, right. But the way that they put it in the show, 
they weren't at peace with first, right? Okay. But then because of the marshal and because they brought, he brought that, was able to coordinate that peace between them, you know? So it's, it's crazy. It's, it's like you were saying, the continuity about how not only did they take it from the movies and bring it into the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. but they're also grabbing from books as well. Right. Right. And bringing that continuity from the books that, that people have written over the years mm-hmm. and applying it into the Mandalorian. So it's just that authenticity. Yes. You know, they're not just coming out here and just shooting from the hip and creating some crap that people don't really want to, you know, understand what's going on. Uh-huh. You know, even if I wouldn't have known that that guy was in a book, right, at some point, the way that they, they brought him into play, those people that did know, right, it, it, it made sense to them, you know? Yeah, and what I, what I liked about seeing him is when he first popped up, I was like, first I said, wait a minute, that's Boba Fett's, Fett's ear. Yeah, that's Boba Fett's armor. And then when he took his helmet off, I remembered our last <laughs> podcast <laughs> where we were talking about Timothy Oliphant. Right. And I'm like, oh, here he, here he, here he is again. Justified. <laughs> you know, wow, right? he just, I mean, yeah, right? <laughs> talk about coincidence. Right? Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, that just... Um, <laughs> that whole, that whole thing just kind of blew my mind when that happened because I noticed that and I was like, man, I know that's gonna come up on our next yeah, podcast. Yeah, and and right when he was about to throw down, here comes this. Uh, uh, I'm gonna probably butcher the name, but it's the Karak Dragon. Yes. Okay. Now, interest. Here's what's interesting about that is that we have not actually seen it in its physical form. We saw its skeleton. Exactly, in episode four, mm-hmm. and in episode two, one uh, during the Clone Wars, they were flying over the sand dunes uh-huh. during battle, and you can see the same skeleton again right. in that movie. I don't recall the episode, but I know there was a point when R2-D2 was hiding mm-hmm. from, I think he was hiding from the Tusken Raiders, mm-hmm. right, in a cave, and the sound that he took out, made out of his, from he made this sound out of him, right, mm-hmm. to scare off the Tusken Raiders, and it was that sound of the of the dragon. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Right now, now that you point that out. So it's just kind of it's crazy how they've taken all these things again from shows and movies and applied it all in here, so everything really ties together really well. Uh huh. You know, which is really nice. It's a really it makes it enjoyable to watch. Yeah, for. For fans like us, that it's it's kind of like a nod out of respect, you know. It it's is. like an homage. Yeah. Hey, we know you're watching this, but again, we're gonna put this in here as a reminder. Hey, we pre- we appreciate you being a fan that knows about this. It's an Easter egg. Yeah. We know you know what's up with this. Mm-hmm. We're gonna put it in there, and because you you know about it, this is a little. Mm-hmm. A little present for you. Yeah. You know, and you appreciate the you appreciate it when the people that put these these shows together take the time to make it so that it's I, what am I trying to say here? Like they take the time to 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 mold everything together. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And they don't just forget about the stuff that's happened in the past or, or the books that have been written or, you know, or, or anything else. They all, they, they, what they do is they take the time to put it all together so it just flows really nicely, you know? And then when you're watching it, it helps you to, it helps you to start to remember, you know, things that you've seen or things that you've enjoyed about the whole Star Wars trilogy and what made you fall in love with it in the first place. Yeah, the whole Star Wars world in general. The yeah. um did you watch the the gallery part of The Mandalorian after season 1 came out, they came out with a gallery about The Mandalorian where they introduce the directors, yes, mm-hmm. plural directors. I'll go into that in a minute, but the directors, the actors you know what it takes to make the show the stunt the no stunt i don't doubles. think i watched all that go in there 
watch it. I will. One of the main directors, you can hear it in the way that he talks, his passion for Star Wars, and the way that he explains something in there is going to hit you real hard that you probably didn't see before. Mm. And when he explains it, it's it puts you in a world of Star Wars that you didn't ever think about beforehand. And it's in about episode one. All right. What um, did he say? Um, Go ahead. Spoiler alert. It's It was referring to episode one. Okay. And when they went back and they were deciding to make the prequel, mm-hmm. uh, they had a, you know, George Lucas probably had his idea of how the story would go. But when Qui-Gon Jinn took Anakin on, and decided that he was going to train him, mm-hmm. that was the decision and the, the, the relationship between Qui-Gon Jinn and Anakin was supposed to be like father and son because Anakin didn't have a father oh, growing up. Yeah. And he was already probably experiencing some trauma by being taken away from his mother. Right? Yeah, absolutely, he was. You could so, tell that boy was traumatized. So, so the fight scene at the end of episode one was super critical to the rest of the whole franchise, like to the at least the end of episode um, uh, Return of the, the Jedi. Jedi, okay. okay. Because that fight scene mm-hmm. was Qui-Gon Jinn fighting to remain the father figure for Anakin when he was fighting Darth Maul. Yeah. Okay. But obviously you see Obi-Wan fall uh he he watches Qui-Gon Jinn die. Die, yeah. So there goes that opportunity for him to be trained by a father figure. Right. Then Obi-Wan Kenobi steps up, knocks out Darth Maul. Right. And he ends up Taking on the role of... Taking on the role of a brother, not a father figure. Not a father figure. A brother. And the reason why Qui-Gon Jinn, he said, wasn't part of the council is because he all he did not agree with the, the fact that you are supposed to bind to things and that you're supposed to love them. Mm. Remember, the council said you're not mm. supposed to have attachments. You're not supposed... The Jedi doesn't do those things. Mm-hmm. He felt differently and that's why he wasn't on the council right because he had a love for people and he wanted to train anakin anakin in that format what it makes you think like what would have happened if that would if the if it would have turned out that way and if you think he didn't talk about this but knowing that he ended that uh, obi-wan kenobi ended up raising anakin as more of a brother than a father Mm -hmm. leads you to the end of Episode three, okay, where even Obi Wan himself, when they were about to, they were fighting, he calls out to him and says, "I loved you, Anakin. You were my brother." Yep. Boom. Confirmation. Confirmation. Right I remember that. I remember that. And did but see Obi Wan when he took on the role of training Luke Skywalker, right? Mm-hmm. He took on a role as a father figure, didn't he? Um, I would say more of Cause it a wasn't mentor. A, he wasn't around long enough to be too much of a father, father figure. figure. Well, he, yeah, that's true. Because, he, I mean, even when he was on Tantooine, he wasn't really around him that much. You yeah. Know, he was more of an observer and a watcher than an actual teacher and trainer. To an extent. I yeah. mean, he educated Luke about the Force. Yeah. Told him... Told him that his father fought in the Clone Wars, that right. he fought in the Clone Wars. Right. You know. Yeah. I believe a fan theory, and I'll agree with this because it's not my own, because I didn't put these pieces together until I came up with it. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, at the end of episode four, um, when Obi-Wan Kenobi is fighting Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. His goal was to be a distraction long enough for him to see brother and sister reunite finally, even though they didn't know it at the time. Oh, uh, yeah, huh? 
because he was there at the end of episode three when they were born. Right. He was responsible for taking Luke, Luke. to one, and then yeah. Leia went when, another when, path. Yeah. Another path. Like yeah. He he knew which directions they went in, and he knew that they were bro- brother and sister. He probably felt the force stronger than both of them did. Definitely Luke did because he was still learning about it. Mm-hmm. But to see that they finally reunited and that they were going to be together was his ultimate goal before he died. Obi-Wan's. Yes. To have Darth Vader, D- Anakin. Yeah, to distracted just, long enough. enough. To see that moment. Mm-hmm. I, hey, that's a, I'll jump on board with that. That's a good little theory right there. Yeah, and when you, knowing that in front of your mind, when you see the moment, yeah, he kind of pauses before he almost gives himself up. Yeah, he almost did. He he did. He, he, did, he give did give himself, himself up. up. Yeah. Because he was ready to to die for them to be together. Yeah, for that moment. He fought just long enough yeah. for them to escape. Yeah. It's true. That's true. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a pretty pretty awesome theory, man. Yeah, and when you go back and watch it for the who knows how many times when you see that moment it's probably going to hit you a little bit harder than it did before exactly exactly so there's a this there's something else in the uh, mandalorian i'm sure you caught it and but um it's at the end of of you know episode two right did you catch the ending of episode two you mean, okay, so it's, you mean Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 1? Episode 1, sorry. Yeah, Mandalorian, ep- sorry. Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 1. Okay. Yes. Did you catch the ending? Um, refresh my memory. When, with Boba Fett? Yes, when he's standing up on the hill. Yeah. Yeah, there's been, like, uh, animated depictions of him flying out of the Sarlacc pit, shooting mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. As he's hopping out, right. Um, but knowing that he's still alive, I mean, before the season came out, I had heard, I had heard rumors that he was still alive. Well, so there's a theory that I was I caught I caught on to. Okay, right? so I'm gonna butcher it. So forgive me for butchering it, but I'm gonna do my best. Right. So, do you remember the scene when they were fighting the dragon? Yes. Okay. And at one point. It, while they were fighting the dragon, the Mandalorian, right, gets swallowed up by the dragon. Right. Well, at that point, you're thinking, this dude's dead. He, he gets swallowed up by him and the Bantha that yeah. has all the right. you're explosive thinking, okay, devices yeah, on Yeah, exactly. So you're thinking, this dude's got to be dead, right? One, because the dragon spits out what? Acid. Acid, mm-hmm. right? It kills everything, right? Mm-hmm. But the Mandalorian gets swallowed up. And everything goes to crap. He flies out. He's fine, but he's still got all this acid over him, and it's not affecting his armor armor at all. Right. What did Boba Fett get eaten by? A sarlacc. A sarlacc. What do dragons eat? They eat sarlacc. Sarlaccs. What was the tunnel that the dragon was actually in? An empty sarlacc tunnel. Okay. Right? So, fan, fan theories right think that at some point in the process of because you saw his face it was all scarred up and just messed up he was a little beat up Mm -hmm. right he's been through some stuff been through it he's probably been through a couple years of digesting (laughs) in a zarlac right maybe could be then this zarlac gets eaten by a dragon right Uh uh-huh mandalorian still got his gear on Uh uh-huh Acid doesn't affect Mandalorian. Mandalorian gets spitting out by the Zorlac. I mean, by the dragon. Mm-hmm. Thus, right? Bubba Fett. So, you, do you think that Bubba Fett's armor is made out of Beskar steel the same as it was for the Mandalorian? It could be. That's some beat up gear. And it's some beat up gear, but it's been around longer. Yeah. Right? Okay. And, and then it begs the question, how did the marshal end up with that gear? So there was fan theories about that too, you know, but I mean, we can sit here and go on back, you know, about how the Mandalorian, because if you look at the end, the Mandalorian is dressed up in Tuscan gear, 
right? The Tuscan Raiders. He's got their Tuscan. Not Boba Fett. Boba Fett is he got his Tuscan Raider gear on. Right. He's got Tuscan Raider staff, Tuscan Raider gun. Right. Right. So at some point he lost his, or did he sell it? Huh. Right. Did he give it away? Right. Who had? Who did the marshal get it from? Right. He got it from. Where did? You don't okay. I don't remember. I only watched it through one time. All right. So the mar the marshal got his. Who are the little dudes that drive that, the the you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. They drive that arrow type looking. Mm -hmm. what, are, what are their names? Ah. I'm drawing a blank too. See, this is the this is the non professional version of us. Yeah, non non non. Uh, and we don't <laughs> have all the knowledge about. <laughs> Google, quick. Yeah. The hooded guys that uh, uh, that started Star Wars are um, Jawas. Jawas. Yeah. Right? He gets it from the Jawas. Right? Right. They had it. Yeah, he tells a whole story about that. About exactly. He, how he had something that they want, and they offered yeah. a whole bunch of stuff to trade. And he, and he pointed to, to it. The, now he, I remember. Right? Mm -hmm. He tried, pointed to the to the armor, mm -hmm. right? So some of the fan theories that I was, you know, listening to and read up on were that because of all the, you know, him being spit out of this dragon, right? These these tar tarwa tarwas jawas jawas came up on him, found him, and in order to, you know, get some food, get some help, he sold them his gear. Mm -hmm. Right, and in order to kind of because everybody knew who jo um, Bobo Fett was, right, in order to hide himself and to kind of stay on the DL, mm -hmm. he joined up with the Tuscan Raiders to kind of just blend into the environment that was there. I'm looking forward to seeing how that pans out because I'm sure that at some point Boba Fett and Mandalorian are gonna. They're gonna meet up. Meet up. What they're gonna talk about, how that's gonna unfold. Right. Has his thought process changed about how he feels about his role of being a a bounty hunter or you know a Mandalorian? Mm -hmm. Where does his mindset lie now? Right. You know, I mean, he's his, obviously been stuck on on Tatooine for a long. hot minute. Is that where the Return of the Jedi ended? Did it end on Tatooine? Because that's where the Sarlacc pit yeah, was. I believe that is where it ended. Okay. I believe so. Yeah, I want to say that, yes. That would be an interesting thing to find out too. Right? So, I mean, there's there's probably so many little things that we probably didn't even catch on to or we missed. You know? Um, but... It's going to be really interesting to just kind of see how all this unfolds, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I know that, you know, they're going to probably start putting in teasers here pretty soon because I keep seeing it pop up on some feeds of mine about, you know, at some point they're probably going to integrate like Obi-Wan or because they're going to do that Obi-Wan spinoff. Standalone movie. Standalone. Uh, no, no, it's standalone a, it's, series. Yeah, the Disney Plus series. Yeah, the Disney Plus series for Obi Wan. Right. Right. So. And then I remember when they were making like um, standalone movies when they made Solo. Right. Um. They had, they, they originally had a, a Obi Wan movie, right? And they mm -hmm. also had a Yoda origin origin movie. movie. You know, yeah. but because Solo didn't do well in theaters. I liked Solo, man. You know, when I first watched Solo, I didn't like it because I expected the scene, the the 12 parsecs run. Yeah. To be this, this is something that you had heard about in, in oh, Star Wars yeah, it was forever. A, it, it was, was like this phenomenal feat. Right. You know, yeah, I get it. I felt like it. It, it was, was undersold. It was left lacking. It, yeah, I that, get that. That was, I was like, when I was watching the, the the movie and that moment was coming, I said to myself, "Is this it? Is this the twelve parsec moment?" Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, <coughs> I just, uh, I give you that, man. It you, was left lacking. You know. But I mean, come on, the guy that they had act, 
doing playing Hot Solo, man. He nailed it. Mm-hmm. I was really, I really, I really liked him as Han Solo. Yeah, and they got Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones. Yeah, dude. I mean, I really, and they left it so wide open at the end, man. Yeah, and Woody Harrelson. I mean, it was a pretty all-star cast. Yeah, man, that mm-hmm. guy gets. Donald Glover. That guy gets so many freaking Rando. movies. I think, dude, I I want to. Woody Harrelson needs to give his, uh, um, his uh, casting promoter right <laughs> a freaking raise, dude. Yeah, like he's that guy needs to be making whoever his casting promoter is. Like that guy's on point. I want if I was an actor, I'd want him at because Woody Harrelson gets a ton of like top. Name movies, top billing movies, top billing movies. We, yeah. Oh my goodness. I know, and one day we're gonna end up doing a compass of Woody Harrelson movies. You and wait, we'll, that, we're, we'll, we'll see what's we're up. We're gonna break that. We're gonna do that. Put it on our list because uh-huh. we can go on for a whole hour and a half about the top billing movies that Woody Harrelson that guy has done. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, but as far as Solo is concerned, I went back when. I think it came on either Netflix or uh, Disney Plus. I uh, watched it again, and it was definitely better the second time. Because yeah. I think for me going into Star Wars, you know, for you and I growing up with it, uh, we have a nostalgic bias yep. for Star Wars. Set of expectations. And when we go in and we see a Star Wars movie, it either needs to hit, hit the mark uh-huh. or exceed it. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I agree. And there's been, you know, some hits and misses. I I felt like that was a miss, but I went back and give it a because it's Star Wars, I have to go back and give it a second chance and I enjoyed it the second time because my expectations weren't high going in. Yeah, I I get it. I totally understand it. And it was lacking in some areas for me, but I wouldn't I wouldn't have said it was uh, lacking enough not to make a sequel to it. Mhm. Right? Because just because the first one doesn't do meet the expectations of everybody on God's green earth, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't mean that it doesn't meet people's expectations, right? And it should still be followed up on, you know? Yeah, you left you leave the story open like that. You Dude. you leave people expecting more. Yeah, exactly. Now here's the here's the thing. I get why I I can I can you can go on this note, right? So I understand why Rogue One is a one and done. Yeah, well, Rogue One takes place between episode three and four. Exactly. And in fact, it was beautiful in the way that it ended. It shows you, hey, guess what? Immediately, right when you're done with this movie, you should watch episode episode four because it's basically the continuation. Exactly. You're stepping Boom. right off the end of one right. and onto another. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And it and you understand why it only needed that one mo- one movie. Yeah, and at first again when I first saw Rogue One, I I didn't enjoy it as much as some of the other Star Wars movies, you know, but when I went back and watched it again, right? I enjoyed it the second time. I I and I Rogue One is another one of those Star Wars movies that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm almost willing to. I'm, I'm. I'm gonna put this out there that I personally like Rogue One mm-hmm. more than I liked Episode One of the re of the Star Wars, uh, the prequels, the prequels. Okay, right. I, I liked it better. A lot of people like some other Star Wars movies and the original prequels. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of things people. Well, one thing in mind that. People don't like about all three of the prequels. Is a lot of the CGI? No. Jar Jar Binks. Oh, yeah. I didn't mind Jar Jar that much. I got the comic relief from it. I I get where they were going the, with it. A, the actor that does the voice of Jar Jar Binks got death threats. Dude, it, that was stupid. The actor man. that played Anakin got death threats. That is stupid. Mail. I mean, the kid didn't... He did not do a horrible job. I get it. He was a little overdramatic with a lot of things. But, I mean, so was... Uh, so was Kylo Ren, the guy that played Kylo Ren, you know. But you're you're blaming actors for writing. It's stupid. And CG, work, uh, you know. 
I never really understood that. Yeah, the, I I never understood that either. I mean, I get, I get, I get. See, this is where we got to be careful because I get being a fan, mm-hmm. and I get being those diehard Star Wars fans that have these like, have read every book and watched every movie and follow it religiously. Mm-hmm. You know, and they have these expectations of how they think things should go, right? But to go so far as to you know, putting death threats on people and stuff like that. That's that's a little bit far. That's that's a little bit too far, man. Yeah. I don't I don't agree with that side of it. No. Um I was it's interesting that we when you and I I I can't speak for you, but for me when I think about Star Wars, I think about the original trilogy. Yeah. Four, five and six. Four, five and six, yeah. And what's interesting is that there's only a seven year separation between me and my wife. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't She's not a fan of the original. She's not a, a fan of the original trilogy. She grew up with the prequels, episode one, two, and three. See? So those are the nostalgic part of Star Wars for her. Those are more appealing to her. Yeah. You know, the, the costumes that Queen Amidala wore. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the outfits and the hairstyles that she had mm-hmm. and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember. I, I remember going to see episode one. Yeah. And I remember that pod racing scene being on the screen, big screen, and being in awe of yeah. how it felt like you were in the pod with Anakin mm-hmm. and hearing the. You know. Yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, the intensity behind yeah. it. It was there for me. It was, man. I, I'm not. Don't get me wrong, man. The one, one, two, and three. I, I, I enjoyed them, you know, for the most part. You can know? you can you answer this for me though? Huh. Why did people hate episode two so much? Because before uh, seven, eight, and nine came out, a lot of people out of the Star Wars movies up to that point. Mm-hmm. They really hated episode two. Do you have any idea why that is? Oh, I, 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 I never heard that. I always thought that the the hatred came toward more of uh, episode one because of the whole Jar Jar Binks thing, which we had mentioned. He was in all three of the. Yeah, people, but, but I thought yeah, I know more being more prominent, prominent. You know what I mean in that first. But I mean, as far as their hatred for two, I I never really caught on to that. Um, because for re, re, refresh my memory real quick, so one is younger Anakin, right? Two is more is, uh, is the training with Obi Wan, right? Yeah, Where, and he still has that thing. This is and it's the um, it's the Clone War. It's a Clone War. Clone uh, War. Attack right? of the Clones. Attack of the Clones, right? Yeah. See now, I like that one. That mm-hmm. one, I was I don't know I don't maybe that they felt like the the because it was in that time frame with the attack. With the the Clone Wars, maybe they felt like it was should have been more elaborated on. Yeah, I mean, and they did go back and elaborate on relationships more when they made the animated Clone Wars series. Yeah, that animated Clone Wars series really goes in depth. And if you notice things about Star Wars, what I've I've noticed over the years, right? And I don't keep up on everything, but I've noticed over the years, and just reading some, uh, some, uh, you know, reading different. Um, new clippings and watching different uh, YouTube videos with guys that are like, you know, Star Wars enthusiasts, right? Right. If you notice with Star Wars, everything that they put out in some, it's it, it gives a story from a perspective. Okay. Right. So all the movies that been put out are from one certain perspective. Okay. Okay. Then if you go and you watch the cartoons, right, the Clone Wars, it's from that perspective of said time of same timeline. So mm-hmm. basically, you've watched the movies, right, and you watched the that episode two, right, and you watched it the Clone Wars from that perspective, right. Mm-hmm. You go and watch the cartoons, it's the same Clone Wars, but it's just from a different perspective. Yeah, it is. So. They also do that with their games. Mm-hmm. So if you go and play... Oh, yeah, them, I know that. So if you can go and... If you play... If you watch the movies, and you play and you watch the cartoons, right? And then you go and play the video games, 
Uh-huh. Everything that you're getting from Star Wars is all about the same same thing. Yeah, this was happening two, with this person when this was happening with this person. During the same timelines. Yes. So it's all... Have you ever watched that movie? Um, uh, I think it was a movie called Perspective. No. Oh, now nah, it's going to kill me. Who was in it? Tell me that. <sighs> no, nah, I can't remember. Just, But you get what I'm saying, right? It's just... it's. Uh, it'll come to me in a minute when I'm thinking, not thinking about it. Uh, it's just from a, a vantage point. Okay. It's a movie called Vantage. But see, I told I you it'd come to me in a minute. Yep. It's that old 76 brain. Right. <laughs> takes a minute to kick in. Uh-huh. But have you ever watched that movie called Vantage Point? Have you ever seen yeah, it? Yeah, I've seen it. It's an incident happens. Uh-huh. And then they, re, they, they start the movie over again from a different vantage point. Yep. Right? That's how everything operates with the Star Wars stuff. Everything's just from a different vantage point. All in the same... All about the same thing. Yeah, it's it's a, a way of kind of stretching the same story. Yeah. But maybe people have, certain fans have questions. It's like, okay, that's nice that this person was dealing with this, but what was going on with what these other people? What was going on with these other people? Exactly. Yeah. And it just, re- exactly what yeah. you were saying, it's just telling the same story exactly. from, from someone else's experience. Exactly. And then, you know, I'm a big fan of the video games. You know, mm-hmm. there's, a lot of stuff with you know Star Wars Unleashed. There's a whole other dynamic behind that, and then the Force Leashed Unto, in a way, kind of ties in with this final, this final last seven, eight, nine, the mm-hmm. like Episode Nine when you see Palpatine still around. Right. The second Star Wars Unleashed video game kind of ties into why that's still a possibility, and that's why they do all that. It's so that everything ties in together. So that no matter what vi- what area you're getting your Star Wars from, or if you're going for multiple areas, right, you're not getting a different story. You're getting the same story. You're just getting it from a different vantage point. Yeah, and that's why, you know, I'm enjoying the Mandalorian so much is because it's showing nods of stuff that we already know about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that still exists in this current timeline that mm-hmm. we're watching with this character. But we're also seeing, you know, w- w- what's going to become of this character. Yes. And who's to say that at some point later... Because we see flashbacks. We've we already seen some flashbacks with mm-hmm. the Mandalorian. Him when he was a kid. We've seen the, this last episode that we watched, um, the Marshal. Yeah. We saw some of his flashbacks. So they're always going to show you a little glimpse of maybe how this, got, this specific character got to be. Who... Yeah. Where they, where they are. are yeah um what else I, i'm interested to see unfold in the mandalorian is um you know the cavalry from shield mm. remember she was in season one mm-hmm. she was in handcuffs whatever yeah. i want to see what her role is going to be in the future in part the coming of, yeah yeah i was happy that you know shield was wrapping up and somebody from the star wars universe decided to grab her and bring her over to the star wars world yeah i'm interested to see how that character is because she's supposed to be like this mm-hmm. bounty that was supposed to be collected that, but he and, let her go mm-hmm. yeah see that goes in that's where we went into that's where we started our podcast for from is the mandalorian typically would have not let a bounty go because they're focused on getting their money and getting paid but this one seems to be on a different you know path that's you know you see a lot of video games starting to do this in where they give you the option of whether or not what path you want to go that yeah. good you want to good or evil mm-hmm. you know what i mean because if you if you think about star wars just in general mm-hmm. it's that battle of good versus evil yeah and right? he's like writing the line he's writing that line you know pretty much like kind of like how all of us are <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> that's true if you think about it that's All true. of us, in some shape or form, are kind of just teetering in that line of today I'm going to be good, today I'm going to be bad, today I'm going to be good, today I'm going to be bad. You know, you're just kind of always teetering back and forth. You're never walking that straight and narrow. And maybe that's something that the Mandalorian touches on us at some that point that we didn't really realize you know, existed before. You know, now. This is the way, but which way is the way? Wow. 
That's yeah. that's deep. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's that's real. If you deep. think about that, like that, because that's their slogan, right? This mm-hmm. is the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but which way for him is the way that he wants to go? Right. So, where do you think? I know that his ultimate goal right now is to try and get the child to the his child, kind. To his kind. Which we don't even know where that's at. No, because we haven't really, and it never really talked about that in any of the Star Wars movies. No. Um, my favorite, my favorite, one of my favorite scenes in that whole entire episode that we watched was that, the the scene where he walks into the the the, the fight where they're they have the boxing ring set up and the guys are fighting. You know the those mm-hmm. horned. They were actually in. Uh, Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi, right? Yeah. They were the guards for uh, um, mm-hmm. Jabba the Hutt. Yes. I can't remember their names, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. And he sits down and he's talking to the the uh, the guys that are there and asking them, you know, where are the the uh, where are my kind at? You know, I'm looking for more Mandalorians like myself. You know, where are they? Where are they? You mm-hmm. know. Long story short, they ended up starting to like want to pick a fight with him. One of my favorite scenes in the movie was whenever a little little little, little baby child, little baby guy, he's like, he saw this going down and he's just like covered up himself in a little <laughs> right. pot. He's like, man, I ain't getting involved in this, man. And what's funny about that whole scenario, if you think about it, him just bowing out, mm-hmm. covering himself up, and stepping aside, was one. If you think about it, and he 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 bowed out, knowing that he could have handled that whole situation on his own with his powers, mm-hmm. because you've seen him use powers, and you've seen him be able to to handle himself in certain situations. Right. And two, he bowed out gracefully because he knew that the Mandalorian had it all under control. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's just that that kinship, that understanding of each other that they've kind of grown already to have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This 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 understanding that I'm going to help you when I know you need it, but I'm I'm going to let you be you. I'm going to let you find your own way and I'm going to let you discover your own self. Yeah, it's interesting that I mean, the child if uh, I'm not sure if you remember, is actually 40 years old. It gets crazy, you know, and he's not actually a child. No. Well, I mean, probably to or his kind, he's still a child. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But there, it's it's interesting that it shows some some insight because we haven't really heard the child talk. We've no. heard it coo. Yeah. But we know that it, it has an understanding of what's around it because it helps sometimes. When, when, when he feels it. You know, I think he helps when he feels he needed. Yeah, needed the most with yeah. not not just, you know, slaying monsters and stuff, no. but healing as well. Exactly. And that's a huge deal mm-hmm. because you see that this child at what, 40 years old or whatever has the ability to heal when... It was talked about in um, in the original prequel when Palpatine was talking to Anakin about right. certain, you know, dark the dark side right. practicing healing people, and we didn't actually see it actually happen. We didn't see it happen until so, Episode Nine when Ray, yeah, healed the when Kylo Ren ended up healing Ray. No, Ray did it. Ray did it first when she oh, yeah, healed the snake. Right. When she healed Kylo Ren. No, when she healed the snake. She healed the snake. Remember? You don't remember? They were in that tunnel and that wounded that wounded snake was wounded? No, I don't remember that. Come on. So they were, yes. So they were, uh, it was Kylo Ren and uh, all of them. And they, they were, um, they went to that planet to, this is where I don't remember all the details, right? Is this in episode nine? No, this is, uh... yeah, I think it is episode nine. Because I only remember her healing Kylo Ren at the very end. No, she healed that snake in, uh, and I forget what episode it is. Let me see. 
What episode did Ray heal the snake? Is it when they were underground? Yes. According to Screen Rant, force healing factored into... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember a little bit about that when they were underground. I just Rise of Skywalker. That was episode six. Eight, six. Seven. Seven, yeah, seven. So in the Rise of Skywalker is when she... Um, she no, that's eight, actually. Force Awakens and then seven, Rise, Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker. No, that's episode nine. Sorry. So, so Rise, there, it, Rise of Skywalker, it is the last one. Yeah, no, it is the last one. Yeah, so that's that. this is the whole process of them trying to find, you know, um, where... Where where the the signal is coming from remember okay the the beacon the beacon is coming from right <laughs> right and they um they're being chased by the stormtroopers i've only watched dude you're killing me smalls yeah okay i i kind of remember but so that was with the, you i only watched that, that was the once. first time that we saw a Jedi have that ability to be able to heal something. Okay, that was another movie. That was another Star Wars movie that the first impression left a bad taste in my mouth. Go back and watch it. I'll I'll have to. And, and tell me when you see the uh, the Marvels I, Avengers I, Assemble scene. I'll, I'll ha- <laughs> I have a tendency to kind of drop knowledge out of my head yeah. sometimes when I don't. I'm not. I get you. I'm not into it. Like, yeah. you know what? I didn't like... A movie can be great. Okay? Mm-hmm. You can hold me to a certain point. But if the ending to the movie doesn't uh, doesn't do it for me, then all I remember is the end. Other movies, they can be terrible, right? But um, end great, and I'll still remember them being great. Right. <laughs> You know, but if a movie's good and it yeah. ends bad, all I remember is the bad. Right. So it's not how you start, it's, it's how, how you finish. finish. I get you. I get you. And I'm, I'm more I, of a... I'm going to have to go back and watch that. I might just start from episode six. Just watch that one episode right you know, there. Se- episode seven. Yeah. And just rewatch that whole final... Pre- uh, the final three. Yeah. The final tri- trilogy. Yeah. But um, that was the first episode... That was the first point when we saw... Uh, Ray actually heals something. I think I kind of remember like she closed her eyes and right because the, the snake changed. They thought that the, they thought that the snake was vicious and and mean, but actually it was just because it was scared and in pain. Um, and she sensed that about it, so she reached out and she ended up taking the, and healing, and the snake and it just wandered it went off on its own. Right. So, yeah, something to think about. Okay. Yeah, just knowing that it that the child has that intuition to to heal, heal. and the ability at, at, at such, a, such a quote unquote young age, age, right? Is you know, is 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 pretty rad. It's gonna be. I mean, I would love to for them to make a, a Mandalorian video game. I'd like to see how that plays out. You never know, man. I mean, I, I don't see why they wouldn't. Why why wouldn't they? Why you know? Why? It, it's it's possible. It it's, is. It's, it's definitely possible. It is. You know because maybe you can in a video game you can start before episode one, season one. Yeah. You know because I'm sure that at some point we're gonna see, you know how the Mandalorian worked with the guild before the series that we're watching now. We're I, gonna see some of those flashbacks too. Right. When he was learning a little bit more about how to be part of the guild and some of his early jobs and who he worked with and who he encountered then. This can go on for who knows how long. It could. It could. I don't see them making a video game at this point of the the series. I think that they would probably want to wait for, you know, a few, a few seasons in before they start making a video game for it because... At this point, I really don't think there's enough depth in it, you know, to warrant putting a video game together, you mm-hmm. know? Because in video games, you want a lot of depth. You want a lot of, you know, options that you can kind of go through in the, mo- in the in the game. And at this point right now, we're still really learning about the Mandalorian himself, you know? 
So I think once we learn more about him, then a game would be like nice. Definitely yeah. nice to have. Uh, speaking of games, I know that you don't currently own a console, but I wanted to tell you that um, when you have some downtime and you're not watching a show that you're into on a streaming service or you're not watching a movie, when you're not busy at all, you have to check out The Last Jedi Fallen Order on YouTube or something. Just watch somebody do a playthrough of it. I own the video game at home. Talk to you about it a little bit. I remember showing you a clip of it. But that storyline, uh-huh. I haven't even finished it yet. Okay. I'm stuck on one of the boss levels. Uh-huh. But that storyline on the video game okay. up to that point... Some of the stuff that I've come across, I am haven't seen in a movie yet. Really? Yeah. As far as? As far as... Jedi powers? How about the inside view of the AT-AT? Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, and operating it. Really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Because you've never actually really seen inside one of those. Uh-uh. You always see you saw them in in um, episode four, mm-hmm. five, episode five at the beginning and where they're, they're cro- in... when they're crossing the snow and they get tangled up with the right. And you saw them in episode nine, was it? I don't know when Anakin I... thought he killed Luke Skywalker. I don't remember seeing them then. I know that there's so there's Adats and then there's ATSTs. The ADATs are four-legged, and the ATST is two-legged. Right, no, there were ADATs in that one. Okay. Yeah. But getting an inside point of view, some of the fight scenes, some of the mm-hmm. the abilities that some of these bosses have, just the dynamic of storyline, yeah. the intertwines between each one, mm-hmm. um, some of the abilities that you gain in the game. Really? And um, just... Did they have the different colors of lightsabers? Oh yeah, but you have to find the the Kybar crystals yeah. for them, and you can customize it. And at some point, you can have it be two blades, like a like Darth Maul. Oh wow! Yeah, that's um, pretty rad. But you you some just the cutscenes alone. I mean, the video gameplay is you going through the, these play places right, and, and doing different things. But the cutscenes alone are mm-hmm. where a lot of the storyline and, and the action right. kind of is. Yeah. Um, but if you watch somebody who's already kind of played through it, play through it again, you're, you're not struggling trying to kill some boss in order to figure out where the, where the storyline's going to go from there. Right, you can just follow along the story as they're going yeah. through it. Yeah, and some of these, you know, video games aren't two hours, three hours long like some movies are. They're... Yeah. Long. They're long. Yeah, so I, I recommend taking the time to maybe watch the walkthrough okay. of, of some of that gameplay. What, which one is it again? It's uh it's the last it's uh uh I'm drawing a blank. It's the Fallen Order. Jedi the Fallen Order. Jedi the Fallen Order? Yeah. Okay. And um it it's I think it takes place after um, episode three, because it talks a lot about, you know, stormtroopers killing Jedi and how there's oh, not wow. that many left and yeah and stuff like that. Yeah. So there was um, that that was that whole that episode three was that whole time frame during the Clone Wars, right where they killed off all of those Clone Wars. I mean not Clone yeah. Wars, but the um, Clone Wars took place between two and, and three. three, and that's when but that period when they killed off all those Jedi right then. They they tried to, but. This he's supposed to be the yeah. one of the last, last. you oh, know. Wow. But um, yeah, check it out. All right, I man. recommend it. Yeah, um, I'll definitely check it out, man. But but this part of our Star Wars episode is a wrap. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here. Put a nice little bow on it, and yeah. and we're gonna probably delve back into this. I'm sure some at, at some, some other point. Yeah, point. at some point, maybe we'll talk about the you know next episode of Mandalorian when it comes out. 
Yeah, you know, we'll touch up on it, or yeah. maybe we just wait for the whole season to finish and we talk more about yeah what yeah. Uh, compare notes to what we talked about in this episode versus at the end of it because we are at the beginning of this season. Yeah, so let it play out a little bit, see how it how it folds out. We already kind of got an idea of where we think it might be. You know, some things that we want to see happen or we think might be happening, but. Once we uh, once it plays out, we'll know more, and we can talk about it, which would be nice. Yeah, so um, we just wanted to thank all of you for listening. We appreciate you tuning in. Again, as you know, we changed our title to Beacon 76. Beacon 76. It's going to be a lot easier for you to find us now. Mm-hmm. Um, look out for uh, Facebook and Instagram. We'll let you know about that. And um, please continue listening. Tell your friends. If you don't like us, then let us know. Let us know what you let don't like know, about us. Yeah, let us know what you don't like about us. Yeah, I mean, shoot us a shoot us yeah. an email. Let us know what you're about. Uh, it's beacon seven six show at gmail.com, all lowercase. Yeah, if you'd like to hear us talk about something, let us know. Yeah, I've already gotten feedback from somebody that I know, but uh, I told her to uh, to email us if you don't feel confident in giving us. Your real name. Yeah. Mention a, a username that you would like us, you know, an alias that you would like us to use yeah. while we make a, our podcast. We don't, you know, if especially if you know who we are and you don't want your name mentioned in our podcast. Yeah. Don't, we, uh, trust us, man. We're not those people who are going to hold it against yeah, you. Yeah, we're not trying to embarrass anybody out here. No. We're not, except ourselves, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but we're okay with that. Uh, no problem embarrassing myself. I have, I have a... Um, I have a big knack of not only embarrassing myself, but embarrassing my wife more often than not. Yeah, I feel you on that. <laughs> it's just because of my personality, man. Yep. You're such a lovable guy. And that's what I think why we get along so well to do <laughs> stuff like this. Exactly. So, uh, hey, once again, thank you guys. Uh, we really appreciate uh, you listening, and, uh, and we will uh, catch up with you next Next podcast. Yeah, and uh, stay safe. Peace out.